Section 20 of From the Latchkey of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. From the Latchkey of My Bookhouse. Edited by Olive Beaupre Miller. Ruskin. John. English. Born 1819, died 1900. There was once a small boy who deeply loved beauty. Even as a little fellow, he was frequently taken to Europe in search of all that was lovely. By the time he was three years old, he was already so fond of nature that when an artist who was painting his portrait asked him what he would like to have for a background behind him in the picture, he piped up at once and answered, Blue Hills. When he grew to be a man, Ruskin began writing books about all the beautiful pictures he loved, eagerly aiming to show others how to see as much beauty in them as he did. Later, his interest in beauty advanced beyond pictures, and he began writing books about how people could bring out more beauty in their lives by casting out ugly faults and more truly awaking to what is good. He had deeply at heart the welfare of boys and girls, and while he was still a student at Oxford, he set himself to please a little girl by writing the beautiful story of The King of the Golden River. Sandberg, Carl, American, born 1878. A boy driving a milk wagon in Illinois prairie blizzards, working in brickyards and potteries, swinging a pitchfork beside the threshing machine in Kansas wheat fields. That was Carl Sandberg, a youth working his way through college at Galesburg, Illinois, the town where he was born, washing dishes in Denver hotels, shoveling coals in Omaha, serving as a soldier in Puerto Rico. A man working as newspaper correspondent in Sweden during the World War. Carl Sandberg is still a newspaper writer, but he is also among the most important of modern American poets. His work is typically modern, written in free verse, and his subjects are those avoided by the older poets, the city, its beauty and ugliness. In short, forceful poems he flashes vivid impressions. Important works, Chicago poems, Smoke and Steel. Scott, Sir Walter, Scotch, born 1771, died 1832. Under the ruins of an old castle in Scotland, a tiny boy once played on the soft green turf among the lambs and dogs. This was little Walter Scott, who had been sent down from his home in Edinburgh to his grandfather's farm at Sandyknowe, that he might live out of doors and grow strong, for the child had been lame from his babyhood. From his grandmother and aunt, young Walter heard endless ballads of Scottish history and tales of the border heroes. Before he could read, he learned these ballads by heart, and would shout them out lustily, much to the discomfort of the minister when he came to call, for he could neither speak nor hear above such a clamour. But the boy was a most engaging little fellow, and all his elders delighted to tell him stories. Once his aunt took him to the theatre in London. The play was As You Like It, and it all seemed so real to Walter that when Orlando and Oliver fell to quarrelling, he cried out aloud in his shrill little voice, But aren't they brothers? As soon as he was strong enough to go to school, he pursued his love of history and romance still further, ready to submit to any amount of dry work if he could only read more widely. 
Patiently he mastered both French and Italian, in order to read in their own tongues the French and Italian romances. All his reading, however, never interfered with the boy's sports. In spite of his lameness, he was always a leader in frolics and high jinks. He wandered about the country, too, in search of ballads, and since he could not sketch the places he visited, he brought away branches of trees as souvenirs, eagerly planning to carve a set of chessmen, kings and queens from branches grown near palaces, bishops from those that had shaded an abbey. When his education was finished, Scott set up as a lawyer, but he soon began making splendid use of his ballad law by writing The Lady of the Last Minstrel, Marmion, and The Lady of the Lake. Presently he found himself famous as a poet. Then he bought himself a beautiful home at Abbotsford on the River Tweed, amid the grey hills and the heather of the border country that he loved so well. Scarcely had he done this when a certain swaggering little tailor, nicknamed Rigdum Funnydoes, whom he had placed at the head of a publishing house he had organised, involved him in immense business debts. To pay these off honourably, Scott plunged at once into work and completed his first novel, Waverley. This he published without signing his name to it, and now, in an incredibly short time, he wrote novel after novel of that splendid Waverley series. Few even guessed that the hearty, hospitable country laird, keeping open house for all visitors at Abbotsford, living in fine old feudal fashion with baronial splendour and hospitality, was the author of these novels. Where did he ever find time to write them? Even the few who knew how early he rose to do his work fancied he must have kept a goblin hidden away somewhere in attic or cellar to help him. In 1825, after eleven years of brilliant and prosperous labour, just when he believed himself free from debts, he found he had been involved again through his publishing business to the amount of £130,000. To pay off this enormous debt, he toiled incessantly for seven years more. It was a heroic struggle, but in the end his health broke down and he died at his beloved Abbotsford. Important works, Ivanhoe, Waverley, The Talisman, Count Robert of Paris, Guy Mannering. Selva, Salomon de la, Nicaraguan, born 1893. Salomon de la Selva was born in Leon, Nicaragua. His family is an old one, distinguished in politics and literature. Among them were Indian chiefs and Spanish conquistadors. He studied at home in Europe and the United States, and has also lectured on poetry at Columbia University. During the World War, he fought with the British forces. He is considered the foremost poet of the day in Latin America, and upon his father's death was adopted as the nation's ward by decree of the Nicaraguan Congress. End of section 20